0: There was a young boy in Children's Church, and the one leading Children's Church was asking a series of questions about what they had been studying, and different ones were answering, and the leader was calling on certain ones. And the leader asked a question and pointed to one young man in particular. And he said, Jesus. He said, I asked where something was. Why did you say Jesus? He said, well, I just kind of figured out that Jesus is generally the right answer. So when I don't know, I just say Jesus. Actually, his theology is pretty good. It's what we just sang. There is something about that name. We just celebrated Easter a couple of weeks ago. There's just something about that name. We celebrated because he overcame death. He overcame hell. He overcame the grave and the cross is empty. There is something about that name. So when you're in one of those difficult moments. And you don't know what else. Just say Jesus. And here's the great news. He's listening. He's already there. And he will respond to you. And even greater news. If whatever you're going through. Is such that you can't even get the word out. The scripture tells us. That Jesus himself. Is sitting by the father. And interceding and interpreting for us. Even of our groans. And our tears. Just think Jesus. Whatever you are facing. It's time, isn't it? Well, it better be because that's what we're looking at all year. It's time. And this morning what we're looking at goes right back to Easter again. And that is that it's time to remove or lay aside the stones in our life. Now, for illustration purposes, I was really tempted to put a stone on everybody's chair so that you could be handling them throughout the service. But then I thought, that's really dangerous. Because you might go, I didn't like what he said. And some of you might be better aim than I think you are. So I decided not to put them on your chairs. But well, you see, Easter is about a stone being moved, isn't it? The stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. And that stone was rolled away so that we would have direct access to God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. In fact, the Gospels tell us that when He died, the earth shook and that the veil, this heavy curtain in the temple that separated where those of us who are regular folks could go and where the high priest could go into the holy of holies. That's where God's presence was. We had to get that presence through them, not direct access. And when Jesus died, It was torn, not from bottom to top, but from top to bottom. So there was no mistake that it wasn't some man who tried to grab that and rip it. God did it himself. So the tomb was empty. The curtain was torn to let us know that we have direct access. Now think through this. You have direct access to the God who created the whole universe. You have direct access to God who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to take your place on the cross, to shed his blood, to cleanse our sins. You have direct access to him. But that stone had to get rolled away. When that stone was rolled away, it gave us access to God. But sometimes we have a tendency to put our stones back in place. Sometimes we have a tendency to roll the stone back in front of us so God doesn't see everything. Now, first of all, that's ridiculous because he sees everything. He knows everything. So it's kind of like the kid... Who's afraid of the monster and pulls a sheet over his head in bed? I mean, any monster worth their salt is going to get through a sheet. I mean, if that monster can't get through a sheet, what are you afraid of? If God doesn't have access to you, just because you rolled something up there, he's not really God, but God does say that he will not come in till we invite him. So we need to remove the stones. And the greatest example of this in Scripture, the literal example is of Lazarus. Lazarus, not only being raised from the dead, but called out of the tomb. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be reading from in the New Testament, the Gospel of John in chapter 11, beginning at verse 38. We're also going to look at Mark chapter 16, just as a reminder of Easter. But this story of Lazarus, this story of Jesus raising him from the dead is kind of an odd thing. And not, not just odd because it doesn't happen all the time, even with Jesus while he was walking the earth, but how it happened. Jesus was told, your friend Lazarus, and he was friends with his family, he's sick. And not just, you know, he doesn't just have a cold and a little... <coughs> He was like, he's going to die. And Jesus said, okay. So I'll wait a while before I go see him. That's odd. And then he was told that he had died. And they're like, I wonder why Jesus didn't go sooner. Well, when he got there, they figured that out. And there's a stone involved in this story too. John chapter 11, beginning at verse 38. It says, then Jesus deeply moved again. And by the way, he cares about what you're going through, not just about Lazarus. He is deeply moved by what concerns you. Satan tries to tell you sometimes, doesn't he? Your stuff's no big deal. And even if it is, it's not big enough to rise to the level of God noticing. Well, that's a lie. He is deeply moved by what moves us. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Basic biology. he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The man who had died came out. His hands and his feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. And many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary... And had seen what he did, believed in him. And let me just remind you from Mark 16, the first four verses. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go anoint him. That's Jesus. And on the very, and very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb and they were saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. Our basic thought this morning is, are you available to him? Is there stuff in the way? Do you have any stones or barriers in the way between you And Jesus, he's already ordered, roll the stone away. God's already removed the stone so that we have access to him. It's up to us to make sure we allow the stones in our own life to be removed. So what does this look like? What do we need to be reminded of? Number one, as I've already said, you have access to God and Christ because that stone has been rolled away. He moved the stone as we just read. To understand that, to understand that the veil, the curtain in the temple that separated God from the people was torn so that there was direct access, you have access to God. God. We don't have access to everybody, even online. But you have direct access to God. He's given you his password. He's accepted your friend request. He's put you as a follower. But what are you going to do with it? You have access to him. We need to think through that. We need to get excited about that. We need to be humbled by that. He moved the stone. He tore the curtain so that we can get right to him. You don't have to go through me. You go directly to him. That's true for every one of us. Next Sunday when we celebrate baptism, what we're celebrating is some individuals who've taken advantage of that, gone to the Father, been accepted, forgiven, and we're going to celebrate next Sunday. And we practice immersion, meaning we get them all wet. And I always tell them in baptism class that the symbolism of it is you're, you're here and we drop you under the water, symbolizing Christ's death, and then we bring you back up symbolizing his resurrection. And it could be real life because if I hold them down, (laughs) they're gone. So far, I haven't lost anybody. But the stone needs to be removed. We need to, in our own life, make sure that whatever is in the way, we either remove or give permission for it to be taken away. Secondly, You not only have access to God. You have been invited. To God. It's not just. that. Well sure you can go if you want. He said come on in. You got a special invite. That's like showing up in an event. And being able to bypass the line. I've. Told you many times about there's five of us that became friends in college our freshman year, 10, 12 years ago. And we get together every year for a weekend together. We go to different ones' homes. And one year went to a friend of one of our friends who's down in Nashville, whose brother happened to work, was a high up in the Country Music Hall of Fame. And so we went. By the way, it was a lot cooler than I thought it would be. There was some really neat stuff there. We got there and there was a long line. And our friend's brother came out from beside some door and just waved us. We went around the line. And had direct access into the place. Now, some of us may or may not have gone in and out to the people in line. But... We had a special invitation. What happened on the cross and with the empty tomb has given you a special invitation. You can bypass all that stuff, all that junk, and get directly to Him to be His child. What an awesome invitation! You have been invited to him. I mean, in chapter 11 of John, verse 43, Jesus cried out to Lazarus, come out. He gave Lazarus a special invitation. Haven't you always wondered? I've always wondered. I wonder weird stuff. What if Lazarus took his time coming out? It doesn't tell us if he walked straight out did not tell us if he was like, Ugh. I'm pretty sure he didn't come running out because Jesus said unbind him. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he responded pretty quickly. You see, he was given a special invitation to go from death to life. same invitation you've been given you go, yeah, he called his name. He's called your name too. He knows you by name. What an invitation. He is calling you by name, by your name. As I've said many times, I'll say it again and keep saying it. Satan knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. He calls you by your past. He calls you by your reputation. Jesus knows your past, your sin, your reputation, and he calls you by your name and says, come on. And notice the simple message. John eleven forty three. 43. Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. He has invited all of us to come to him. Lazarus, don't stay in the tomb. (laughs) Come on. Lazarus, don't stay in the dark. Come on. Come out to me. What a scene. It's the exact same scene that happens every time anybody says, Take the stone away. And comes to Jesus and though we may not see the same celebration here on earth they saw there the same celebration happens in heaven the scripture tells us that all of heaven rejoices when just one comes to faith in Christ we got to get a lot better at celebrating we stink at it in the church we're good at it outside of here When our team wins. When gas drops 10 cents. When we pull into the parking lot and a space by the door is available, even though we really ought to walk more, we we get excited by that space there. We celebrate all kinds of things. How much more should we celebrate new life in Christ? That's a prep for next Sunday, by the way, because if you're not going to celebrate Just stay home. Yes, I really said that. To have the stones removed, we have to recognize this. You must remove the stones that are blocking you from Jesus. You go, well, Lazarus didn't remove them. No, but somebody did. And Lazarus had to come out. It was his choice whether to come out or not. Same thing in your life and mine that whatever may be in the way, we give permission. Sometimes it's too big for us to roll away, and sometimes we can. What do you need to lay aside to change your relationship with Christ to get closer? Go deeper or come to faith in him. What's standing in the way for you? Those need to be removed. It's up to you to respond. Now, don't misunderstand me. Don't hear that I'm saying you got to get all cleaned up to come to Christ. That isn't it. Notice what is said in that scripture, uh, verse 44 after Lazarus came out, Jesus told them, unwrap the boy, let him loose. That's the same picture for us. We come to him as we are. All of our junk's still hanging off of us, and he removes it. We don't clean ourselves up. We can't. He does. That's what he did on the cross. It's up to you to respond. So let me ask you again. What do you need to lay down? that you are as close to Christ as you possibly can be what's in the way in your life between you and Jesus between you and what he desires of you and from you is there anything in the way last we got to remember maybe you just need to realize for the first time that jesus christ desires a relationship with you he desires that relationship you have been given a request and it's unlike on facebook where somebody who doesn't know you but knows somebody who knows you and thought that'd be cool let me follow them this is the real deal. He desires a personal relationship with you. Where you have direct access to him. You can call him by name. He knows your name and invites you in. I've always had kind of a rule when I'm at church. And if I'm with somebody or if it's one of those deep study times. And it's like, yeah, I don't want any calls right now. Unless. It's Jody or one of my kids or grandkids. Put them through. Why? They got direct access. I love you, but they've got direct access immediately. Why? Because of our relationship. It's the same thing with Jesus Christ. We're talking about a relationship, not religion. Religion. Relationship versus religion is a big deal. Relationship is personal. Religion is not. Relationship is built and developed. Religion is rules that you accept or reject. Too many of us are living by religion instead of relationship. We're trying to follow the rules instead of following Jesus. We need to recognize he desires a personal relationship with us. Scripture has it all over the place where Jesus invites people in, usually by name. And he's already invited you. But here's the other bottom line. There must be. Be a response. You have to choose whether or not you're going to lay aside the stones. You have to choose whether or not you give him permission to roll away those big ones you don't have the strength to roll away. You have to let him know whether or not you are going to lay him down so that he has direct access to you, to your heart, to your life, to your mind everything about you is there anything standing between you and Jesus is there anything keeping you from that growing personal relationship with Christ the question this morning is what will your response be See, I had enough rocks for all of you. Tony, could you come up and play? I want to give you a chance to respond. Say, Pastor, these are just stones in a bag, and you're right. There's nothing magical or special about these. I got them at Menard's. Realize some of you are gone. You could have come to my yard and just got. (laughs) But there's something about symbolism. Just like we recognize the cross now, it's a symbol not of death, but it's a symbol of life because of Jesus' death on that cross. An empty grave is a symbol of life to us because Jesus is no longer there. This morning, For me, this represents anything standing between me and him. I have to confess, in preparation of this message, as I got started, I was thinking about you. Wondering what you might need to lay down. And then, just like God always does, man, I I don't enjoy this when he does this. He was like, well, that's fine, Dennis, but what about you?" I go, "Well, no, I'm preaching the message. I'm, I'm letting him know." He said, "Yeah, that's true, but what about you?" So this week, I had to confront some stuff that i have been allowing to interfere in my relationship with him. And I had to lay it down. My question is, do you have anything Would you stand together with me? As Tony pray, or as Tony plays before I pray, I just want to invite you if this morning, you go, "Yeah, the Lord show me a couple things. Maybe it's sin. Maybe it's just something you've been avoiding. Something you know you need to avoid. And this is the day you go, okay, Lord, I got access to you, but I want to make sure you've got a straight line to me. Anything that's in the way, I just invite you to come and lay it down. See, is there anything magical about that? Not a bit, just a stone. But what's special is what's in your heart. And it seems to take us taking movement, doesn't it? For things to get real. So I just invite you right now, if there's anything that you say, I need to lay down. While Tony plays, not worrying about whether anybody else does or doesn't, I just invite you to do the uncomfortable, to come up and grab a stone, and lay it down letting god know you got me you got direct access straight to me will you come come now as we wait just a little bit